Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about our food-based failures. Not just like all of our failures. We're going to just, just stick to the food ones today. Yeah, we only have so much time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As I'm very familiar with, sometimes things don't go according to plan in the kitchen. So we're going to share those stories. Yeah. It's Catherine, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, it happens to me so frequently too. You just don't know it. <laughs> it just doesn't often happen to me on camera. But oh. it always happens to me behind the scenes. <laughs> Wow, all the truth is coming out now. <laughs> okay, but before we get into the failures, we got a little bit of news to do. Roll that intro. I still love that intro so much. This is Plant Based News with Kat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello, and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today making news, imagine Costco, but <laughs> vegan. Catherine, wake up. You're not dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for a second, I thought I was. <laughs> well, just go ahead and pinch yourself because I think, at least in the States, they might have their own little vegan Costco on, on a roll here. That, like like the whole thing, everything in it is vegan? I think think that's what it sounds like to me it's a wholesale wholesale retailer called veg co they bulk buy vegan products and they ship them basically across the states i think right now it's just going to be east coast and midwest and then eventually west coast will get it but they operate similarly to costco where they will sell their products to restaurants or caterers and individual customers at wholesale prices Got it. Okay. So I thought like I was picturing like the amount of products that Costco has. Like I was picturing like a size of a Costco, not the idea that Costco buys in bulk. <laughs> and that you can get that bulk. Maybe someday yeah. we will have VegCo buildings as big as Costco. I mean, yeah. that is the dream. <laughs> Truly the dream. But this is a good step. This is a good step. So yeah. they said they're going to add a minimum of three items every month. And they, right now, they have field roast apple maple breakfast links. Mm-hmm. You get 31 of those. For how much? I don't have prices in this <laughs> okay. uh, article. Got it. <laughs> What's it called? VegCo? Yeah. Um, they're also going to have Beyond Meat, Beyond Sausage, Original Brat, Alpha Foods, Chicken Nuggets. Get this, Catherine. 105 chicken nuggets. I, I need it. I need right? it. But also, like, these are such random numbers. You know what? It doesn't matter. I think just buy an extra <laughs> freezer for your chicken nuggets. Yeah, of course. And you'll be good to go. Um, Light Life Bacon, 1.5 pounds of it. Ooh. Impossible Burgers, 10 of them. Just egg, 2 pounds. 2 pounds of just really egg. I don't really know how much that is. I'm trying I to, like, picture it either but that seems like a lot right it it does seem like a lot like i wonder how much one container of just egg is i don't know well we'll have to weigh it as soon as we get our hands <laughs> on some again yeah and um, they've also got some mozzarella style shreds from dia five pounds of that and some 
vegan bacon and vegan drumsticks from all vegetarian i think it's a pretty good selection and they said they're gonna add three every month so we'll see what yeah. comes out next um so Devin, question for you okay. if you could have any vegan product in bulk what would it be okay okay you know what it's gonna be something chicken for sure it's gonna be something <laughs> chicken right? i was thinking some sort of like chicken nugget or something like that although if we're talking like from because it's a bulk item and then it comes at a wholesale price will i get more bang for my buck if it's cheese oh but like what cheese would you go with like you want like a big diet block of cheddar (laughs) not just one of the tiny ones (laughs) you know what i don't know if the if the price was right i would probably want something like chow or like better slices mm. than daya you know yeah. like that stuff's really good all right yeah i feel like a chicken nugget is like mm-hmm. the go-to of course but also like if i could get yogurt in bulk right now Ooh. that would be nice that's a good one too because yogurt can be used for so many things like dressings breakfast other stuff very good <laughs> that was a good list um even tofu like i know costco here has some tofu in bulk but in my experience the one i got there was not good tofu i agree yeah i bought tofu from costco once and never again (laughs) and she did not warn me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like i those the classics like a tempeh or a tofu in bulk would always be nice yeah, because I feel like we use those a lot, so it would definitely be worth it. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. Yeah, I think it's a, it's exciting news, especially for our American listeners. You know, we don't got mm-hmm. that here yet, but we can Maybe drink. one day. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our weekly burger news. This time, we're talking about the first ever bacon burger. What does that mean? There's bacon in the burger so like is it supposed to be like a pork burger or like like i don't understand i think it's supposed to replace like if you just put bacon strips on your burger at least that's my understanding because it sounds like so it's coming from the company sweet earth okay so company yeah they have an awesome burger and then they have benevolent bacon and they've put them together yeah is that a thing in burgers like is a bacon burger a thing not in my experience like i would want like a cheese stuffed burger before i would want a bacon stuffed burger right yeah because you can always (laughs) just i mean as you say because you can always just put bacon on your burger but you can do that with cheese too (laughs) yeah this is true (laughs) uh yeah i i don't know like i i it would be something that would be delicious to try yeah, I mean, we see so many burgers coming out right now, which is great. And this is a nice twist on a burger, so that's good to mm-hmm. see. And the company also announced they've got some sausages coming out. They have a Ooh. green chili cheddar. Ooh, that a, sounds delicious. Right? And a chicken apple sausage. Ooh, a chicken apple sausage. Yeah. Interesting. But that cheddar one, I want to try that cheddar one. Yeah, there's not enough, like, good vegan sausages out there yet. Like, there's a lot of vegan sausages, but there's very few that I, like, buy consistently. I know. Uh, Beyond Sausage, am I right? Beyond Sausage, but then there's also one, I think it's from Field Roast. The, like, 
oh what's it called something sage apple sage or something Mm -hmm. like that it's really good i like that one too i don't know i have mixed feelings about the field roast ones because i always feel like there's too much fennel in them or something ah and then just like that's not really what i came to the sausage for (laughs) i like them for uh sausage rolls like with puff pastry oh that's what i like them for okay maybe you can like mask the fennel with some cheese in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so anyways these burgers and the other products will be rolling out at heb which i don't know what that means i i think it's a store in texas that's what it says and then nationwide distribution is ramping up in the coming weeks it says very interesting have you tried anything from sweet earth you haven't right no, I don't actually know. Like, I don't think I've seen them here. Yeah, there's. it's not in Canada. I just couldn't remember if you had bought anything when we were in the States or not. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think, at least I've never seen them in Canada. If we're wrong, let us know. But mm-hmm. I've never seen any products, at least here in Toronto. Okay. Now, I think that's enough burger talk. Let's go back <laughs> to talking about the other vegan meat substitute that we all want more of in our life. Chicken? yeah of course vegan chicken so uh, unfortunately this one is even further away than the states because it's in brighton uk oh yeah i didn't realize if it's not the u.s the uk has it (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) i didn't realize that brighton was becoming such like a vegan hub right now i didn't i didn't realize either Well, apparently they've had a lot of vegan restaurants pop up in the past year, and Hmm. now they're welcoming Really Happy Chicken, which is a totally vegan fried chicken shop. So they have a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like soul food first is what they call it. So things like chicken wings, chips, milkshakes, (gasps) burgers. There's even something that kind of has like a donut in it or like. Oh my goodness. It's my dream. Right? Um, so the biggest part of this is just like their chicken, which is, it sounds like it's a recipe that they've really, really tried to perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a seitan based Ooh. chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really happy chicken is run by a team of ambitious plant obsessed individuals who are quote unquote on a mission to make vegan and sustainable living more accessible to the masses for the good of the planet and all its beings and you know i like that they're starting with fried chicken (laughs) yeah i mean that's how we've always talked about doing it if we were to have like um a food truck it would be chicken based oh yeah 100 percent I can't remember our name for that truck. Though. I know we've. I think we've said this so many times, and every time it ends with, "I can't remember the name of it." <laughs> but it's in one of our episodes, so we could just go back yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, we have to go back through the hundreds of episodes. So, for anybody in the UK who lives in Brighton and wants to get their hands on it, it like they have the restaurant, but they also have it for takeaway from Deliveroo, Just Eat, and Uber Eats as of August fourth. So excited for you guys. Yes, please go enjoy it on our behalf because yes, please. Just like looking at these pictures of it, I oh. If anyone from Brighton listens to our podcast and tries it, please tag us in a photo. I just want to see it. <laughs> yes, and like when we talked about the KFC test run in California a couple weeks ago, and then I saw pictures of that chicken. I got serious FOMO so I know there's been a lot of like chicken stuff popping up on my feed even like uh roller coaster vegan on Instagram tried these new like dinosaur chicken nuggets adorable 
and said that uh, they were like the best chicken nuggets um, they've tried. And I was like, I want these nuggets now. Give me dinosaur chicken nuggets, please. Not only are they dinosaur shaped, but they're also delicious. Right? <laughs> no. Is that like the shape is what makes it so good? Just like we talked about that's how if you tear your tofu, it's better than slicing it. That's what I'm saying, right? Like there's got to be something to the shape. You know, you have dinosaur <laughs> chicken nuggets and they just automatically taste better. Well, we have a lot of chicken to try. And honestly, <laughs> this is what we've been looking for. And this is what we've been wanting. So yeah. Now, if, about oh, it. if only there wasn't a pandemic going on. <laughs> and if only some of this chicken was in Canada. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're actually going to move on to something else that is not in Canada. <laughs> Fun. I like this news. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's a good one. <laughs> um, so now we're talking about Nestle's new vegan version of their carnation condensed milk. Mm-hmm. So it's actually made from oat and rice flour. Which is such an interesting choice. Right? Like, I know a lot of the vegan condensed milks that are out there right now are kind of coconut based, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. So this is a very different formula and it's launching in the UK in September. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I'm happy to see some mainstream vegan condensed milk coming out because, like, that stuff is hard to find right now. Are there certain recipes that you need a product like that for because like honestly i don't even know i'm sure there are the only thing like i grew up using it for was coconut macaroons oh and like i love my uh the coconut macaroons that i grew up eating um i i'm sure there are recipes that specifically call for condensed condensed milk like that um i just couldn't name them off the top of my head okay well i i guess for baking especially this is really good product to have right and Mm -hmm. it's good to see a big company like nestle pushing more vegan products out right they came out um with milo you know that chocolate milk yeah yeah so they launched that last year or back in march actually honestly like i'd rather these big brands be producing vegan products than non-vegan products so i'm good with it always and the more time they spend on vegan products the less time they spend on non-vegan products exactly and i know it's always like a debate like the big companies are gonna crush the smaller companies that have been putting out the products but we all know that it takes all of them to make the difference right Mm -hmm. and there's always gonna be big business out there and smaller business you just have to remember to still just because big companies come up with it and you can still use it to not forget about the small businesses that also do it and still use their product Mm -hmm. now from a taste and a consistency um standpoint Catherine, are you skeptical because I, you're not a huge fan of oat milk yeah get these, get these oats out of here oh dear um yeah no i am <laughs> skeptical because i also like so i used to really like rice milk and like that rice is milk weird. isn't <laughs> rice milk isn't this like i just ended up liking the taste but it doesn't taste like milk it doesn't have the consistency of milk like it's it's very different from milk so like the rice part portion of it is interesting to me and then you add in the oat portion of it which i'm sorry all the oat milk lovers out there again maybe i haven't tried the right one (laughs) i just don't like oat milk to me it doesn't come anywhere near the taste of like regular milk and like the consistency either so like i just i'm very skeptical and i don't think i've tried a lot of oat milk i will say my mom drinks the um earth's own 
oat milk like the um barista blend of it Mm -hmm. and it's like the only non-dairy milk that she actually likes in her tea interesting yeah but i haven't tried it yet or if i did i was just kind of like neutral about it tea drinkers are the most interesting people when it comes to milk <laughs> choice because like so hutch is a tea drinker too and he puts milk in his tea i don't so i don't know the struggles of finding like a proper replacement mm-hmm. it took forever to find a milk that hutch liked in his tea and it turned out to be hemp milk and i was like what it i don't know what's going on that's a random one right it turned out to be the um elmhurst uh hemp milk the the it's like it's meant to be a, like a coffee creamer type thing yeah. but like i i just like like your mom likes oat milk hutch likes hemp milk i'm just so confused by tea drinkers well i would just say aren't we so lucky to have so many options <laughs> yeah <laughs> well maybe someday it will you know come across the pond and we can try some condensed milk in our baking in your baking mm-hmm. and then we can find out <laughs> it does honestly make me want to try it more because it's such a strange combination of ingredients to me. So, yeah, and hopefully we see some more condensed milk products come out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a soy milk based one. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I I know. I know how you roll. <laughs> soy milk is where it's at. And on that note, that's gonna be it for this edition of in the news i'm devin and i'm Catherine, and that's the way the plant-based milk spills (laughs) don't cry over it okay (laughs) okay Catherine, it's time to just be vulnerable and talk about our truth yes that is (laughs) our truth (laughs) so do you do you want to talk about what inspired this as oh. our topic this week oh. i know it's still fresh if you're not ready i can i can go first <laughs> <laughs> no um so we were doing a challenge video this week and first of all this whole week has just been a mess like creativity wise i spent hours trying to figure out what recipe to make and i could not for the life of me land on one and then i finally was like screw it I'm just gonna make this I threw like random ingredients in a list and I'm like I'll just put this on a sandwich and call it a day (laughs) um made it photographed it filmed it hated it (laughs) I like legit almost cried I was so stressed I hated it all so then literally the day of filming I decided to create a whole new recipe and make it all over again and I'm glad I did because the first one was terrible (laughs) I'm really glad you had enough stuff to make something else. I know. I was literally like, I and I wouldn't have had it if, so like Hutch went grocery shopping and he just saw, happened to see that vegan chicken nuggets were on sale. And he's like, do you want me to get you some? I was like, sure. Yeah, why not? We could never have too many nuggets. Um, so I wouldn't have had the ingredients to make the second recipe if he didn't just randomly get that. So it's great. It's meant to be. So that's what stemmed today's podcast topic is a whole bunch of sandwich failure. Yeah, because most of the time people really only see the end result, except when we've been like testing cookbook recipes and, (laughs) you know, we've had our experiences there. That's for sure. But this is like a different level of pressure, I guess, because you're making your own recipe and it's on the day of filming. And I, I honestly, I felt so bad because... 
when you were t- you told me that you were like just it was not working i was like oh man i have been there i have fully wanted <laughs> to cry into my recipe and like in almost the same circumstance like when we did was it maybe like our first or second challenge video that we did while we were apart whatever was my chickpea salad sand chickpea scramble the, thing p- the pantry challenge yes that one i did not like and i wanted <laughs> to cry as i was making it <laughs> But, you know, that's also kind of normal for me. So, I <laughs> <laughs> no, like, honestly, though, like, I made it. I, like, did everything normal. I filmed it, photographed it. And I'm, like, looking through the photos. And I'm, like, this is, no, I can't. Like, I, like, I literally can't bring myself to just, like, give people this recipe. Because, like, it still tasted fine. But, like, it didn't look that good. Like, it just didn't, it wasn't what it should be. <laughs> And I literally just like Hutch was still like in bed and I just like went to the bed, put my head down on the pillow. It was so bad. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, Hutch, the, the the sandwich is stupid. It's a stupid sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I feel like doing this all over again. I hate it. Uh so I did it all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean we had enough time for it, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was it was also just like one of those days like I think not only was I not feeling creative this week, um, the recipe didn't work out the way I envisioned it in my mind. It was also just one of those days, you know, when you're like almost unintentionally trying to rush through everything, even though you're not in a rush, Mm -hmm. you just like are like you're just like, I just want to get this done. I just so like the whole thing just wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. And I think like for both of us, I don't know what it was, but this um recipe theme both had us so stumped yeah i don't really know why (laughs) like we have known that this one was coming for what like a month we've been talking like what you gonna do for the sandwich challenge what you gonna do i don't know it'll come to me i'm sure yeah um i mean it also probably doesn't help that the video is sponsored so (laughs) the added pressure was not fun at all especially when we're apart yeah no it it was a very stressful experience and I thought like like it's it's a useful thing to talk about because I think when you're like in the middle of that like failure quote unquote you feel you feel like such a failure like you like feel like how like I'm so stupid why can't I get this right how can't I make a sandwich but like it's a very normal thing to experience failure that I think people often forget that it's a normal thing to experience failure in the even in those like small things where it doesn't feel like that big of a deal yeah I mean I think for especially this instance it's because like we're fully filming a video and it's for a company so there's this added pressure but I mean whenever it's me and I can't make something I'm just like I'm gonna let Catherine down she's so good at this and I'm like sucking right now (laughs) but honestly this time too I was like filming and even my filming wasn't like as good as like it has been in the past and I'm like wow I really hope Devin's is better because I'm really relying on Devin right now <laughs> to lift this video back up. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? It's it's going to be fine on both of our parts. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I believe in your sandwich. So, Devin. Yeah. You said you experienced failure before, as everyone has, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. So much. During those, like, moments, how do you, like, get yourself out of that whole like like I honestly if I if I wasn't wait like if you weren't waiting on me to film and like we didn't have all this stuff I would have just like laid in bed all day and done nothing and been like I'm done I'm over (laughs) 
this this is stupid like what gets you through those kind of failure moments uh you know what i think it really does depend on the circumstances because it's like straight up a fight or flight kind of impulse (laughs) right like if the stakes are pretty low and you can just kind of jump ship do it just go open a bag of chips and call it a day Um, oh that would have been so good i did eat (laughs) chips while i was filming the whole time (laughs) me too (laughs) but you know for something like this video or i have had recipes gone wrong for thanksgiving dinner as i'm making them i don't you know what Catherine? sometimes you don't read the recipe and you put way too much flour in the gravy (laughs) and you know what there's a certain amount of flour that you can't come back from let me tell you (laughs) so uh that happened and in that instance it's like well i can't really i have to keep going i need something i'm also like you know the only vegan here and i don't want people to think that vegan gravy is gross (laughs) so i'm pretty sure i redid that and then some brave souls tried the bad version but oh why (laughs) because they felt bad for me (laughs) but i think it's that like external motivator most of the time for me because you can either push through it and try again and see what you can make out of it which i've learned to do more because I know that I can do it. It's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. I just messed up a little thing. I can come back from this. But it's also okay to just be like, you know what? Maybe this one just isn't happening today. And I just, I just, I can step back. It doesn't always have to be a good day. So Mm -hmm. it, it depends on the circumstances, right? Yeah. Something that, so like I used to be one of those people that took like failure or the feeling of failure very, very hard. I mean, I still do from time to time. Clearly I cried this weekend um um, like but I used to be one of those people that took it really hard until like I want to say like four ish years ago when I don't know what switched but I was just like like there's something in me that just kind of realized failure is kind of a part of the process of learning what no matter what stage of learning you're at failure is just going to happen and like failure seems like this huge word but fail like people can feel failure just like with the smallest of things um so like there was something that like clicked where I just like realized that failure is just kind of a part of learning and a part of life and a part of like humans (laughs) just like Mm -hmm. humans are gonna fail it just kind of you know happens um and one of the things that I think I've like kind of told myself that helps me get over those moments is just kind of owning that failure being like yeah I messed up (laughs) this sucks it tastes disgusting (laughs) and then just moving on (laughs) I think that's what I do too. That's why I kind of embrace my whole like, yeah, I'm bad at this. So you know what? <laughs> if it turns out great, that's a surprise. If it turns out bad, well, that's exactly what we were all expecting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a case for the fact that I've probably learned more from the failures, even though, you know, you could say that you're learning the hard way, but yeah. it, it's a part of the learning experience right and you just kind of have to respect that i think when it comes to food it kind of sucks because if you do mess it up it's like well crap i i wasted this food my Mm -hmm. failure is now food waste but you know what no one's perfect yeah no it's one of those things that it's so hard to kind of like especially like i feel like it's obviously it kind of depends on the time too but i think i was like 
the two weeks prior to this week was actually were actually like pretty good weeks I found like my recipe development was really good like I was coming up with really cool ideas and recipes and all that stuff and then all of a sudden it was just like this wall hit and like I was like why can't I think of anything like even like we have a recipe coming up for a one pot mac and cheese which is like the easiest recipe you could ever make but even like that one was so much like lack of motivation to making that recipe and I'm like it's like five ingredients Catherine. <laughs> get pull pull yourself together <laughs> <laughs> but I mean with any type of like creative work and making food and making recipes is obviously creative work it always comes in these waves right you can't even explain it but when you're in like a down you mm-hmm. just it's just where you are and you kind of have to ride it out and then I don't usually know what it is that's going to you know bring it back up but eventually yeah. it does and you just kind of learn to trust that process and it's okay to have those down moments where you just it's not not clicking yeah. Yeah, I feel like I should have seen it coming because like all last week I was like throughout work. I was like, I should take a mental health day. Like I was like, I'm Mm. feeling a little drained. I should just take a day off. And then like you're like, oh, you have too much work to do. I'm just like it's a mental health day doesn't take away the amount of work you have to do. It just pushes it to another day in shorter amount of time. So I was like, I I didn't take any days off, even though I felt like I should have. And then all of a sudden, I think that wall hit where I was just like tired. (laughs) Mm hmm. And I mean, you could, I mean, especially for you, I guess, baking or being in the kitchen is usually what you go to for your mental health break, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe it's sometimes a case of, well, if something's not clicking, why don't I just go back to an old familiar that I will enjoy and will maybe accidentally spark something like just make some cookies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did that this week. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I think sometimes like just because like obviously um, both of us, we do a lot of things not for ourselves, like a lot of creative work, not just for our own enjoyment, not saying we don't enjoy all the creative work we do, but like we do it because we have a video coming out or our our job, like deadlines and all this kind of stuff that like that kind of stuff can just add to the stress. So sometimes you just need to like, I'm just going to go into the kitchen and bake a batch of cookies. It's not for anything. It's just because I just need time to myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know what? Before this pandemic, I don't think I ever would have been that person. But (laughs) I have started like, I'm going to, I'm going to save this recipe for when I'm taking a break to cook something. I'm going to save this recipe for when I'm taking a break. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Baking has kind of become that comfort thing for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you found comfort in baking like I do. Well, you you know, like there's been fewer failures than usual, so that helps. <laughs> and hopefully I didn't just jinx it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you have. I think you've learned a lot in quarantine because you've had to bake and cook a lot for yourself. And you've just been, again, doing it to relax and stuff. So I think you have like a new, I don't know, you're cooking for a different reason now. It's not just because you have to eat or you're developing a recipe for TMG. It's you're just cooking for enjoyment now. It's a real game changer. <laughs> Guys, cook for enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Um, but yeah, so like this weekend, I was very, very specific to like today before we recorded this podcast. I've been sitting on the couch all day doing nothing, watching Floor is Lava on Netflix. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been great. Finished up uh, Umbrella Academy season two. Uh, just been hanging out, eating food, doing nothing, and it's been great. That does sound like a good day. Right? Well, I mean, I think this is an important conversation to have because so many people who are beginners or don't cook a lot just kind of assume that there are certain things that they can't make or they like, mm-hmm. could never do because they're afraid. And I think, I mean, there are recipes that maybe like don't start with that one. That's for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> so many people overestimate baking and cooking and i think i was definitely one of them before like i just thought there were so many things that i'll just stay away from that but you just kind of have to ease yourself into it right yeah it's it could be as simple as like especially like if you want to be someone who creates their own recipes not just someone who just cooks from a recipe it could be as simple as starting with somebody else's recipe and then changing one or two things in the recipe don't like go ahead don't just like jump in and be like i'm gonna make cookies from scratch today that's a lot of work <laughs> like <laughs> it, it takes like a lot of practice and a lot of research to figure out why certain ingredients are in cookies and what it does and what it affects to and like all these different things so like starting slow like we say with veganism you know starting slow do one thing at a time everything you just said has been huge for me to learn from because especially when you talk about you know start with somebody else's recipe and then make the tweaks it's making the tweaks that is the most intimidating part but once you do it enough you're kind of like i this isn't completely unpredictable i kind of know how this plays out i know where there's a little bit of leeway to play with um Mm -hmm. so that's what I think I'm at that stage of my um, culinary experience right now (laughs) because I'll either like find a recipe that has parts that I need and then find another recipe that has the other parts that I need and just combine them and hope for the best. And then so I have all of these like Frankenstein recipes. None of them (laughs) are completely my own, but you're starting to think that way in how you can make your own. Mm hmm. Cooking is intimidating from the outside, but I feel like as soon as you get into it, like I honestly feel like almost everybody, I haven't met any person who doesn't have like a certain instinct for cooking. Like no matter where your level of instinct is for like what you can remove and how much of each thing goes into, everybody has some sort of cooking experience, whether it's watching their parents cook for them or their grandparents or them cooking for themselves or whatever it happens to be. You have that instinct kind of like in you already. It's just about taking away the like the platform you give to the failure side of it because like you're gonna fail in cooking a lot like it's one of those things that you cannot help you'll burn something something's gonna be too dry something's gonna be too salty something's just not gonna taste right you don't even you might not even know the reason it doesn't taste right that like taking giving like taking away the pedestal that you give to failure not saying you can't like sit down on the couch and eat a bag of chips like we said like sometimes you just need that but don't not letting it ruin your like drive to cook in the future Mm -hmm. And it really is this kind of balance between when you're starting out, you follow the recipe like step by step and you feel like if you like veer away from that at all, then you're probably going to be screwed. And then you get to this point where you're like, well, let me make some changes. And you also realize that with especially with food, I think with other creative things, there's all this pressure about um, being a copycat. But I think with food, you have to really embrace that at first 
and just own it just be like this mm-hmm. recipe was inspired by this i wanted to put my own twist on it but yep. it started here and this is how i have developed it yeah i don't remember like who i've been seeing this a lot and i don't remember it's, if it's like spe- someone specifically said this but like especially in food you're never gonna be you're never gonna create an original recipe again like so many things have been made we've been cooking for thousands of years you will not create another original recipe so there's no there's nothing wrong with looking to others for inspiration just ensuring you give that credit to that inspiration but like there's nothing wrong with looking to others for inspiration because and giving your own twist to it because again like you're not going to create an original recipe like there's no recipe that hasn't been done before (laughs) okay so for all the beginners out there Catherine, i just want i know this is an opinion-based thing but what's more intimidating or scary cooking or baking i think my answer is the opposite of what everyone would say to me cooking is more intimidating um and i don't really know why i like i just enjoy baking more i know more about i have better instincts when it comes to baking than i do cooking but i do think for a beginner i think if when it comes to creating recipes i think baking is harder because it's much Mm -hmm. more of a science Mm -hmm. to find something that has the right texture flavor all that kind of stuff um but when it comes to i think recreating recipes i honestly think baking is easier because it's such a science they give you exact measurements like there's nothing like like in a savory recipe you'll have hey chop up one carrot one carrot can be so many different sizes <laughs> like mm-hmm. um so because baking is such a science if you follow a recipe very very closely you almost will always get a good result out of it but when creating a recipe baking is definitely more difficult Oh, yeah, 100%. Because like that science part of baking still really intimidates me a lot. But I will say I don't, I hate that so many people think that the leap from uh, non-vegan baking to vegan baking is incredibly scary and difficult when really I think it's one of the easiest things. Mm -hmm. It's easier than cooking. Yeah. And like you said, just follow the recipes. And I think like I am more comfortable baking than I am cooking a lot of the times and maybe you're, what you've said is why especially when it comes to vegan cooking because maybe it's a little bit more unfamiliar than what you've grown up with mm-hmm. because you're you know cooking things in different ways to make up for those flavors or textures that you're missing yeah um, but I would I think I'm with you where I think baking is easier even though I understand that the science of it can throw people off I just I don't know I think I have pretty good luck with it now so I feel that way too but I I hope I didn't just jinx it so maybe just like knock on wood right now yeah I think I I also think like I don't know how you what you're baking is like when you're not baking one of our recipes um because like we've switched to um weight-based measurements for our baking and honestly that makes a huge difference when you weigh out your ingredients especially for like flour and sugar and all that kind of stuff because like again like we talk about baking being a science when you measure out a cup like everyone like whether you spoon flour into your measuring cup or you just scoop it you'll have a different amount of flour in there um so i don't know what what do you do when it comes to like recipes that tell you to do like a cup of flour do you just do a cup of flour if it doesn't have the weight weighted uh, measurements in there, I will just follow whatever okay. it says. But if the Got weighted it. measurements are in there, I think I follow those now because 
I'm just more getting more used to that and I trust it more because you you speak so highly of it so yeah I I will (laughs) never go back and I recommend everybody get a kitchen scale because it has changed my baking life (laughs) (laughs) it's just so much easier especially like if you are someone that wants to get into developing recipes creating a recipe especially for baking is so much easier when you know the weight ratios of ingredients so like a pound cake it's called a pound cake because it's a pound of every ingredient that goes in it so it's so much easier to weigh that out instead of being like oh what's a pound of flour in cups mm-hmm. <laughs> and every different like f- def- depending on the kind of flour you get it always differently and all that kind of stuff and um so it just it makes creating recipes baking specific recipes so much easier to go weight-based measurements and usually the results tend to be way more consistent Mm -hmm. even though the stakes are not as high for a a savory recipe i will say that sometimes having the weighted measurements in there really helps because like what you said well every carrot is a different size so if you tell me to just chop up a medium-sized carrot i'm like well what is medium you know yeah yeah, so. exactly. That's also why we started including weight-based measurements in basically all of our recipes because I want it to be like if people like any beginners out there that are a little bit more nervous in the kitchen, having things more precise just makes their confidence a little bit higher only because they'll probably have a better result than just being like, hey, take a carrot, chop it up. Uh, don't know what size carrot, but <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of, especially like I don't know about you, but like when you just start cooking, reading like, oh, finely dice a medium carrot, you just get freaked out about like, what's a medium carrot? Mm -hmm. Like, this is medium to me, but is it medium to them? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. And that just adds to the stress, right? So that's why we try and weigh ingredients now. Mm -hmm. So many recipes, like I know people try to keep the beginner cook in mind, but a lot of them will be like, you know, we can't always cater to the beginner, but honestly, the more you consider or try to answer all of those questions that are going to be going through a beginner's mind as they're making the recipe I think the better the recipe is Mm -hmm. because then it's just you like fully consider every element of it right yeah and it's something that I think we've been better at throughout the years like we've been getting better at especially for our blog posts like our blog posts will tell you substitutions that can be made it'll also tell you like tips for the recipe that aren't like laid out in the recipe itself I mean like things to remember as you go through so that's why guys read our blog post for any extra tips just so you know. <laughs> um, because there's usually more information there about actually specifically making that recipe yeah so Catherine do you, do you feel yeah. better now having like talked through the failures yes. lived it through nice, it it was a nice therapy session good good yeah it's 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 part of that just like owning those like failures that's just nice and therapeutic yeah and i mean if there's anybody that you can come to with a problem in the kitchen it's your friend devo over here (laughs) (laughs) i literally like when i i said i remember when when i decided to scrap the sandwich recipe i texted you saying don't hate me but i'm redoing my entire recipe and i was like should i send this to her i was like no she's gonna hate me she's like she's already waiting to shoot the video like oh my goodness and I was like yeah I can't I have to <laughs> well I'm glad you did and I was genuinely like 
I that is totally fine because I have 100% been there. So if you want to redo it, we have enough time to do it. So just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 was a day. And then I dropped my computer. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so funny. As soon as we got on the call together, it was like, I've had a, such a day. Oh, and then the computer <laughs> falls on the ground. Yeah. So failure is completely normal. <laughs> nothing to be ashamed of. There's also, like, nothing to be ashamed of if the failure really gets to you and you just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. Because I've been doing that all day today. So <laughs> Exactly. It's all just part of life. Mm-hmm. And then you just go and bake some cookies, even if they are frozen pre-made cookies. It's the best kind of cookies. You have no work to do. Heck yeah. Or maybe just some <laughs> Oreos. I think I'm Ooh. hungry. Yeah, I want Oreos now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Camera Eats First. We hope you enjoyed hearing about our food-based failures because you know what? The truth is they happen to everybody and it's okay to talk about them and it's okay to have them. <laughs> Yes. You can find our recipes that turned out well and weren't failures on our blog at twomarkergirls.com or our YouTube channel is also called Two Market Girls. And we are on all of the socials as Two Market Girls. And be sure to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.